the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. By Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. With midterm elections right around the corner, states are looking at ways to repel interference in the election process. Senator James Lankford, a member of the Senate Intelligence Committee, tells the Salem Radio Network one way to do that is through audible backup systems like a paper trail. There's lots of ways to do that. We're not trying to recommend you have to have one certain machine or one certain way. Each state can determine how they want to do it. We're just saying there's got to be a way to be able to double check it. Lankford says states who are replacing or upgrading voting machines But that's a process that could take several years to complete. Branson, Missouri, continues to grieve over the death of 17 people killed on Thursday evening when a tourist boat sank on a lake. Uh, Hundreds attended two Friday night vigils, one at a church, the other in the parking lot of the firm that operated the amphibious boat ride. This is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt says the crazier the better for some TV news outlets. This is just nuts. But nobody now is thinking that Mueller's on a witch hunt. We're recognizing what a great service he's doing, that we have a a backup plan to at least try to get to the bottom of what President Trump was up to uh, in undermining our election. President Trump did not undermine our election. That's just crazy stuff. But if you say crazy enough stuff, you get on CNN. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Intelligent Radio. We have another hour of the closer. Brad Carlson coming up next, so don't turn that dial. Just a reminder to download the AM twelve eighty, the Patriot mobile app today, so you can listen to your favorite programs wherever you are. Faster loading, more social media links to stay connected to your favorite station anytime, anywhere you are. Now here's an updated look at your weather for today. Partly sunny, a high of eighty tonight. Going to drop down to a low of sixty three. Mostly clear. Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280, the Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with an hour number two of the Headliner Edition, hosted by me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Thanks for always tuning into the broadcast. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. And if uh, you'd like to uh, check out our Facebook page, hey, feel free to do so. Just do a search for Northern Alliance Radio Network. Like our Facebook page, and uh, you'll stay plugged into all of the things happening here on the Narn. Again, Mitch out on assignment today. He'll be back next week. I'm pulling double duty this weekend. It's kind of a shock to the system. About a month ago, I had one hour of broadcast time every weekend. Now I've got four hours this weekend alone. But uh, as a result, I've been able to call in some uh, reinforcements. And uh, as always, we like to talk local politics with our longtime friends of the broadcast, uh, Jeff Kolb and Nancy LaRoche. They've been long active in Republican politics, but now that they're not doing that so much anymore, as much as they are in electoral politics, both members of the Crystal City Council. But... I have a feeling we could probably coax an opinion or three out of each of them regarding the statewide races. Why are you laughing, Jeff Kolb? Uh, you don't think you can come up with it? No, I'm <laughs> Jeff is in anticipation of uh, what he what he might say. We're unfiltered here, Jeff Kolb, except the uh, FCC seven words you can't say. But uh, Otherwise, Jeff, Nancy, always great to have you in the broadcast. Good Thank to see you. Thank you for having us, there, Brad. There is a drop, though, right? 
There is it. Yes. Delay. Yeah, yeah. You've got to. Should I have told him? Should I have told him that? Yeah. Okay. Second. Uh oh. Should I have told him that? I don't know. The secret's out. Secret's Just out. Get the finger ready. We're, we're standard radio here. Yes. Yes. There is a dump button. Uh, Nick, be ready. That's all I got to tell you. I'm a little you. scared. But, uh... Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there is obviously a lot going on in local politics. Uh, primary day. We are in a primary state, uh, which seems to be unbeknownst to some people. Uh, is about uh, three and a half weeks away. Tuesday. Uh, let me make sure I got the date right. August fourteenth, yep. Because I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be like a Chicago Democrat and tell them, you know, people around the day. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> so Tuesday, August fourteenth, mere three and a half weeks away. Obviously, probably the probably the bigger high profile primary race. Well, there's a lot on the DFL side we could certainly go into. That's been a lot of fun to watch. Truly. But my my mantra is never underestimate. Republicans' ability to screw this up. So let's not get too giddy about what's going on in the DFL side. We kind of have to keep it can uh, be eyes painful, like Wiley Coyote. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, obviously the big high-profile primary race on the Republican side is the race for governor. Uh, Jeff Johnson, who was our 2014 candidate, and Tim Pawlenty, who of course was the last Republican to win a statewide race all the way back in uh, 2006. Uh, we've been watching some interesting storylines from that race this past week, and uh, particularly on Twitter. Apparently, uh, the Jeff Johnson campaign uh, not raising nearly as much money as they desire to the point where uh, they're asking local BPOUs to maybe uh, cough up some funds here, Jeff Kolb. I know you were kind of on that particular story that uh, Michael Broadcorp tweeted out there. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, the um, the uh, the email, actually, we had it kind of a little bit early. It was a smaller um distribution of people who had started kind of reporting, hey, you know what, we got asked this um, at our local BPOU. And then the campaign went ahead and actually just sent out a, a wide distribution email to a bunch of, uh, I don't know what, what listed it was, obviously, but but it was a wide distribution email to um, probably Republican delegates telling them to put some pressure on their local BPOUs to write a check. They're, they're looking to hit the $40,000 maximum of internal transfers that you can do between committees. So they're at at the point um, that's on top of and in in addition to the the emails they've sent out recently begging for gas money for their their wrapped van that they have, which I think is the big difference between 2014 and 2018 is that this time we've got a We've got a van with Jeff Johnson's face on it. So that's probably all that we need uh, to secure victory. I've seen I've seen this van. Okay, I, yeah, it's um, it's big time. Okay, well, uh, now obviously there was a there was a kerfuffle between the two campaigns as well, where Tim Pawlenty put out a uh, put out an advertisement that the Johnson campaign uh, took exception to. Now, to be perfectly honest, uh, to to say that uh, to kind of tout Jeff Johnson as you say what you want about Jeff Johnson and Jeff, I know you will, but uh, to to tout him as kind of a, a tax and spend liberal. Uh, didn't quite pass the smell test on Nancy LaRoche. On a few occasions, I I haven't been able to call up the points clear uh, that each media outlet had uh, called the ad out on. But, you know, as, uh, just as a fun aside, I was at our local grocery store a couple of weeks. It was the day after that ad broadcast. And who was there? I looked to my left, and there stood Jeff Johnson. Aha! Uh-huh. So I went over to him and just said, hey, Jeff, how's the campaign going? And he was in a very... Very good mood. His he just said, um, "This is almost a gift because it's so full of lies." And he said, "It's like they're going back to the 2002 playbook." There's it, not one lie in the entire ad. How so? The, there's the ad was extremely well sourced. It was entirely that there were 24 footnotes that accompanied the the release of the ad. Mm-hmm. Every statement in the ad was absolutely 100 percent true. Now the thing I'll take issue with is, and I know you pointed this out specifically, Jeff, is is that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Johnson denied ever voting for increased property tax. And then you showed a different statement where it said he voted that the maximum increase would not be like 5%, yes. but 3%. But did he actually vote to yes. increase property tax? Was there a vote yes. to increase property tax? Yes. Okay. Jeff okay. Johnson voted to increase the property tax in Hennepin County by by 3%. It's mm-hmm. there. It's black and white. Was that it's, because it's he was there. trying to lower it? or It doesn't matter. Being- State, yep. but it's still. It, I mean, I mean if you he had the opportunity. It, it right. might be true. It, it's, right. Everything was absolutely true. You want to have a debate about how uh, you, there were a lot of different ways that the Johnson campaign could have responded to this particular mm-hmm. ad. What they did is they went back to their old tried and true method of whining, crying, and um, and and talking about how it was unfair or this is it. Everything in the ad was true. 
uh, uh, you know, Jeff Johnson goes out there and puts himself out as, as some kind of, I've never voted for light rail, I've never voted for this, I've never voted for that. That's not true. Check the record. Jeff Johnson voted to allocate money for light rail when he was in the legislature. Jeff Johnson voted to fund the Met Council as did, many And Tim Pawlenty signed times. it. Right. So there, there are so this notion that you get to just pretend that you that, mm-hmm. part, that just wish away parts of your record um, that that you that are uncomfortable is just it, it's just not not true. What, I mean, what, you, what, you don't get that option. Sure. Well, what, what there was a portion of the advertisement something about saving uh, Obamacare or Minsure in Minnesota. What was that? What what, what did that entail? I'd have to pull up the I'd have to pull up the notes again. There yeah. were there were twenty four footnotes. Again, it the, doesn't seem to smell pass a smell test. But if it's well sourced, like if you it's say, well then sourced, yeah, that, that's something. Then, I didn't then know. people can certainly uh, mm-hmm. obviously scrutinize those sources, but. 30-second ad, which a lot of campaigns will look at as a feature, not a bug. Right. There isn't a lot of uh, you know, room for nuance. Let, I get that. I think everybody should stop pretending that this is the first time that somebody went through somebody's voting record and picked out a couple of key votes and then put them on a, put them on oh, a sure. campaign. Yeah. Or, or, or totally yeah, fair. Every yeah, cycle. I mean, the, no, the, should the, be prepared. The 25-minute-long droning response from Johnson's campaign did exactly the same thing on Plenty. Took took a, a few key pieces from from his time as either governor in the legislature and said, "Well, oh, he, look at this. He did that. Look at this. He did that." And I mean, uh, from the part that I watched, I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> Can you tell but, me though why was um, why wasn't Plenty on the air the next day? Was it CCO where he was? Another radio station or something he was invited to and didn't show yeah, up. Yeah, another radio station never heard of it. But never I, heard I, of I, it. Yeah, I don't well, know. I mean, uh, people get invited to things all the time. All I the mean, time, when, but when you're there's on a several campaign. that he has not shown up for. There was a big one up in Hibbing, I believe, that uh, Did he Johnson say- was the only Republican candidate up there. So okay. the, I think I think people should should there are a couple of things that people should not make the mistake of, and and I think that especially Republican activists have this notion. Um, among a subset of them, that if it's uh, if it's not on Twitter, it didn't happen. So there's this notion that that you know Tim Pawlenty is not out campaigning or some ridiculous. Well, he's thing, which definitely is out. absolutely not he is not out. true. And the other thing is, you're under no obligation to show up to the same handful of small events or or little tiny things in front of small groups of people that every Republican candidate has done for the last several cycles, which has led them to lose. Question. Base, for as far as not showing up and not going out and reaching out to um, your everyday Joe voter activist in the party, mm-hmm. um, why did Tim Pawlenty choose not to engage voters or activists up in Duluth? Either for why? Why bother? I, I mean, it was the it was a because t- are you talking the Trump rally, Trump rally or the uh, convention? Oh. He didn't. You know, granted, he wasn't seeking endorsement, right? But. I thought if it were me, I would have been outside talking to people. Well, I so know the, Michelle Fishback was at the Trump rally, wasn't right. she? Yes, okay. she was. Michelle Fishback was at mm-hmm. the Trump rally, and and you know the this endorsement process, which has produced nothing but losers for except when Pliny was decades. endorsed in two thousand six, right? In two thousand two, well, two thousand two, he was endorsed, and that took how many hours? That was a famous convention. That was and, eighteen and, hours or something, and that was effective, where it at least got him to move to the right to say, "Okay, let's." And uh, then he was endorsed very quickly in two thousand six. Well, he's an incumbent. There's right. power of incumbency. I get that, right. but, and hasn't so produced Jeff, a winner since. Another. Uh, re- Another uh, another host of never a station of we've anyway. never heard no, of. Oh, we like Sue. We like Sue. We <laughs> in like... the primary. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's not a slam dunk. But I'm curious. This is going to be a different, whole different feel Well, I think if you, if you look at it, I, I mean, look at look at caucus attendees. Look at the, the caucus attendee attendance level this year. Oh, versus, embarrassing. Versus it was embarrassing. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so the people who get together to endorse a candidate are a very small subset of that already very small subset of voters. Tim Pawlenty got over is one of the only handful of people, I think it's Tim Pawlenty and Arnie Carlson, who have ever gotten more than one million votes um, in a general election in Minnesota. Um, This notion that we're going to let this small subset of a small subset of of even a smaller subset of people go out there and then select a candidate for everybody else in the state for all of those million people and take that choice away from those people or from the several hundred thousand who are going to vote in the primary is it's ridiculous. And that was that's been one of my biggest frustrations yeah. with the endorsement process. I mean, say what you will about it, but the, the thing I hear is, well, you know, people are spending their 
hard-earned time away from and money away from their families to come up to these conventions and do all this and that. And it's like, well, you're effectively mar- you're essentially marginalizing those who don't have the wherewithal, who Correct. don't have the resources to go to these conventions right. yep. that absolutely would pr- be of a valuable service on a general election campaign. So this idea that you feel as though you have this uh, superior knowledge to those folks who can't go to a convention, again, I'm not... I'm not here to be pro or con convention, but I just don't like the attitude of some of the delegates that to marginalize those that would absolutely be an asset for you in a general election campaign. So, I'd also like to 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 um, dispel the notion that somehow that these activists that that Republican activists are somehow better or well more well informed or or better suited to select a candidate. Just than, ask them; than, they'll than tell you. Else. Right. I mean, I mean. <laughs> Um, I, I remember being at the convention in 2014 talking to a Jeff Johnson supporter, and she was surprised to find out that he had ever served in the legislature. So, I mean, <laughs> oh, and, and, and that's so that there's a rake. Go right, step on it. Right. So 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 when you're looking at that through that lens, there's this uh, activists would love to tell you, as you kind of hinted toward that, that they are they're they're better, more well informed, that they're they're more in touch with the issues um, but they're just, they're not. And so you, you, you are left with, I mean, this is the first time in many years, this cycle is the first time in many years that a, quite a few longtime delegates were not delegates. Mm-hmm. I think Brad, you weren't not a delegate this year for the first time in many years. I was not a delegate. I was, but I couldn't, yeah. I didn't attend the convention. Okay. So, so you, Nancy, I, you I've weren't been a out, delegate. I've I mean, not been involved. And I was, years. and I yeah. was, and the only reason I was is because we didn't have enough in our in our uh, precinct to fill the delegate slots right. at caucus night, so yeah, so, so I mean, kind of reinforces the point, yeah. So w- when you start with this kind of anemic group of people in the beginning, and then and then you filter it down even more. The, the, this was the first attendant. Uh, I'm sorry, between 2014, so both of the conventions that endorsed Jeff Johnson were conventions that never reached capacity. True, right? They they never had. A max number. No, you did not see that in 2002 and 2006. The world is quite a bit different than it was in 2002, 2006. There's a, you know, people try to, um, people um, seem to forget this a lot, but when Barack Obama came into office in 2008, Mm -hmm. right, he had a Blackberry. Yes, right? mm-hmm. because there were no iPhones, right? right. The, 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 Smartphones right? weren't out yet. So, so this wasn't really a thing, right? So, mm-hmm. so when you look at kind of just the the way that this that the world has changed in that in that short amount of time, two thousand two and two thousand six are uh, political light years ago in terms of mm-hmm. how how things are and and where these, um, uh, it. It's a different world. It's a different campaign strategy. There was no Facebook. There is no, you know, it, it's 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 all different. And yeah. so I'm curious to see how primary results turn out, given what I'm seeing online. And I'm coming in in a neutral position that people are seem to be very polarized. Either Plenty's bad or Johnson's bad. But I'm I'm seeing a little bit of pushback against Plenty as an incumbent. Somebody wanting a different face. We can certainly talk more about that here in the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg, joined by Nancy LaRose and Jeff Kolb, talking all things Minnesota politics. Uh, Pat, on line one, if you could possibly wait through the break, we will take your call as soon as we come back in the next segment right here in the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. 
The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at com. There is no better steward of your money than you. Helping you create wealth and income is our number one goal. Online Trading Academy teaches you trading and investing skills so you can protect and grow your investments to retire on your terms and never outlive your retirement savings. We teach you one-on-one how to grow your investments, even in a market that's at an all-time high. If your retirement is in a 401k or 403b, you can still learn the tools to improve their performance. Many students maintain their full-time jobs but still love learning to be more consistent while making a great second income from this market. We have been teaching successful trading techniques for 20 years. Once you get the education, you can trade on your own with confidence. Call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone and register for a free trading and investing workshop or go to learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. AC Nelson beat the 2019 price increase. Put Noma down on a 29-foot Patriot travel trailer with bunkhouse, just $159 a month. Or buy for $15,488. That's $159 a month for a queen bed, large AC, power jacks, flip-down rack, aluminum wheels, and more ride steps. Find sale prices on all in-stock units, toy haulers, and fifth wheels, too. AC Nelson RV World in Shakopee. 144 months, 6.9% APR WAC. Hey, welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. It is me, Brad Carlson, on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, filling in for my friend and colleague Mitch Berg. Thanks as always for tuning in. There's some really bad antics going on in the studio right now, but uh, we're feeling the rhythm. What can we say? You know, you have the best bumper music. You do. I know at the Northern Alliance, between myself, Mitch Berg, and King Banyan and our sister station, we bring it every weekend, absolutely. Is there a theme this week? There always is. Okay. I just didn't know if I was going to get my Martika or not. (laughs) I'll have to look that one up. See, See the next one in time I play that. Hey, speaking of King and Mitch, you can hear King every Saturday on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's 9 to 11 a.m. for the King Banyan Show. I guess he was talking about a soft Brexit this morning. I'm going to have to tune into that one. (laughs) And (laughs) Mitch Berg, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, heard normally at this time frame, 1 to 3 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. He is the headliner edition. I am the closer, closing out every weekend, Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. And as always... We appreciate you tuning in to the broadcast. Uh, Pat in Minneapolis, I appreciate your patience. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks for calling. Yeah, hi. Well, I'm always interested in finding out information about the local um, elections and so forth. Good. Uh, A number of questions. A lot of people I've been talking with have been kind of interested in finding out that we can vote, actually, now. There is something going on right now. And um, they wondered about... Polenti and his kind of credentials and the, the life issues, the social issues, that kind of thing. Um, I know you talked about the convention that went on back when, and it seemed to me that during that long St. Paul convention that went till about 3 in the morning, mm-hmm. there was another candidate running, I think his name was Brian Sullivan. Yes. yes. And then he, I thought, was the more conservative of the, of the bunch, and I think there yes. was a fight at that point between them. And that's why it went so long, and I think Paletti finally got the endorsement, uh, if my recollection is correct. Yes. But so then the question is that a lot of us have or would be about his credentials in the whole um, life area, and I know it's been a long time since he's run. Who knows? You know, President Trump has changed his mind in that area. I'm very obvious in the way he's put um, judges on the, or nominated judges. Sure put on the various circuit and appellate courts and so forth. And I know the governors do, like Governor Dayton, put his special people on courts and num- named a number of them. So I think that's a question that we need to know about. Our governor, I wonder if your guests know about that. Then I have another question about the process of either caucus or primaries, that kind of thing, too. 
Um, so, yeah, I was wondering if they knew or anybody could enlighten us about that. Okay, thanks, Pat. We'll uh, we'll take each of those questions one by one. First, the life issue, Jeff Cole. Well, I think I can go through these pretty quickly. I think um, when it comes to Tim Pawlenty's stance on the life issue, I think what uh, the the kind of the easiest way to answer that question is that his running mate is is Senator Michelle Fishbach, um, uh, whose husband actually is the head of uh, Minnesota Concerned Citizens for Life (MCCL), I believe. Yes, correct. Um, so I, I think you've got nothing to worry about in, uh, from that perspective, I think. Uh, and the other thing that I would say about Tim Pawlenty when, as we get into judges is that is one of the good things about Tim Pawlenty is that he has a track record to run on. And you can see the kind of judges he's appointed. You can see the kind of um, issues he stood up for in, in the past. And um, some of his some of his appointees still serving today, Lori Gilday on the, um, at the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court and David Strauss, who was just uh, confirmed to the yes. Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, I believe, mm-hmm. if I get my numbers right and all that. So, I mean, I think, you know, when you look at things like uh, um, the uh, the track record, I think Tim Pawlenty's track record has been very good in in those in um, those areas, and there's no reason to expect uh, anything different in the future. And, of course, uh, Pat, I think you asked about the, the uh, between the caucus and the, and the primary. I think I mean, I, I know I could probably speak for, for Jeff, uh, Nancy, I don't want to mm-hmm. speak for you, but June primaries? Are we on board with June primaries? Go I for it. I would love it. Yeah, okay. I would love it. If, if, if this past, chance to raise money and get more exposure. If these past conventions have not been the poster children, both at DFL and Republicans, mm-hmm. for a June primary, I don't know what's going to take, right. to be perfectly honest with you. You, you know, I think what what we are... We need to get away, everyone needs to get away, for the sake of the health of our, of, of our system of... of democracy or some somebody's going to call in and yell at me and scream <laughs> republic um, representative republic jeff right. cole come so, on <laughs> but the uh the, we need to get away from these small tiny groups of people picking candidates for everybody else it, it's just it's mm-hmm. not a healthy system it's not a good system it's not a productive system and just ask 34 i, I mean yeah oh, I mean, we'll get know, into that right we'll get but into I mean, that yeah but the these kind of and and they're self-anointed self-appointed kind of self-righteous People who are like, you know, we're going to I'm I'm better than you at politics. I'm going to tell you who you should vote for. Mm-hmm. And 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 the the piece about it that that I always kind of get a chuckle out of is the complete lack of self-awareness when it comes to that. You know, it you somehow think that a, a much smaller group of people selecting a candidate is a better system than a system where everybody is allowed to, to participate. We talked about the caucus system a little bit. Um, I could go off the line and tick off people who are not allowed to participate in the ca- in the caucus system. Active duty military members cannot participate in any way, shape, or form mm-hmm. in our caucus True. system. They are abs- they are automatically disenfranchised because they are not uh, physically present sure. in the state in their precinct. Yep. Uh, working mothers, people who work the night shifts, uh, uh, you know, um, anybody who's out of town. I've been out of town on caucus night before, traveling for business mm-hmm. and. Uh, whereas if you are going to be out of town for a for a primary, you still get to vote. And I got moved up a month. Right. February is a popular time for vacations, yep. too. For I, I mean, so yeah. so if you're going to be out of town for any reason, a funeral, a pre-planned trip, a work trip, anything like that, you cannot participate in the caucus system. You are absolutely out. You're, you're immediately disqualified. You're disenfranchised. Uh, with a primary, you get to still cast your absentee ballot. We have we have early voting now in Minnesota. Yep. It, so there's no excuse for somebody to not be able to participate in the primary if they choose to. You cannot say the same for for the caucus system, and you absolutely cannot say the same thing for these political conventions, which are usually held out of town, usually require you to get a hotel or mm-hmm. spend uh, hundreds of dollars to, to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a system that encourages participation. I have a question. Right now we're a closed primary in August, correct? No. It is open primary because you have to vote for one or the other. So we can only vote party, along you can vote along party lines. So you, can, you can vote, but are you in an open primary? Can you explain the difference? Sure. So so when I lived in Arizona, mm-hmm. we had party registration. Meaning that you had to register with a political party. So you could register as a Republican, a Democrat, a you know, libertarian, a whatever. Legal marijuana now. If you want. <laughs> okay. Or um unaffiliated or independent. Okay? Oh, interesting. And then it depends on what, what state you're in, right? But in some states, independents are allowed to vote. If you're registered as an independent, you can vote. You can choose which you ballot you want. You can ballot? You can choose if you want to be the Republic, if you want the Republican uh, ballot or the Democrat oh, okay. ballot. Right? I can get down with that, in, yeah. In, in, in like some that. states, that's the that's the 
way, if it's a truly closed primary, you need to be a member of the pri- of that party to, oh, okay. to vote in that primary. So okay. you would come in and say, I'm registered as a Republican. You automatically get the Republican ballot, and that's your only choice. Hmm. Uh, you can change your party registration at any time, right? You, so, And it, there's, a, there's usually a deadline 45 days before the primary if it's whatever your registration is. So if you change your registration before that, you know, so you've seen some people in the past um, in states where that's an open record where you'll see, well, they registered as this, they registered as that, they registered as this. Generally what they're doing is registering in advance of a primary so that they can get that ballot and participate in whichever process that, that they want to. But in Minnesota, you pick one party, you get a ballot that has both parties on it, you pick one party, you vote down that one column, and that's it. Jeff Gold, Nancy LaRoche, and me, Brad Carlson, talking local politics here on AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm filling in for Mitch Berg today, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad's dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443443. If you could only see the way she loves me, then maybe you would understand. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, the the closer, who's actually on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance today, is my friend and valued colleague Mitch Berg out on assignment. But fear not, Mitch will be back. In the coveted Patriot Bunker next Saturday. And I'll be back on my regular time slot tomorrow as well, 1 to 3 p.m. And here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, thanks as always for tuning in. Hey, we did uh, allude to it a little bit before the, the break. 
Uh, speaking of uh, disastrous endorsement process, <laughs> House District 34A, uh, which is comprised of the Rogers, Maple Grove, Osseo area, and that general vicinity, uh, uh, Joyce Pepin, love Joyce on this uh, broadcast, mm-hmm. uh, former uh, uh, House Majority Leader, now uh, retiring, not seeking re-election. They had a special... Uh, She's still technically the House Majority Leader until... Oh, that's true. That's true. We could always have a special session, I guess. That's technically true. Yep. She's she's not quite out the door yet. I regret the error. (laughs) Uh, So anyways, uh, Joyce Pepin is uh, not going to seek re-election. That much is true, and they did have an endorsement, uh, a special endorsement up there where a gentleman who I'd not heard of before by the name of Brad Ganser was the uh, uh, endorsed Republican. Uh, There is going to be a primary race. Uh, Kristen Robbins is also participating in the primary up there. Um there is apparently some information that had come out on Mr. Ganser after the endorsement, which I guess the natural question is, if there's a heavy vetting process, why should this surprising information come out at all, Nancy LaRoche? Well, I'm surprised, you know, even when I used to be involved, we always did a background check. If anything, a Google search tends to show up on things, right? You would think. Everybody has a digital footprint yeah, these days. And, yeah, and yeah. from what I know, Jeff is going to probably know, and you possibly as well, that they asked the candidate, and he said, "Oh, I got a little break I had, in." I had, a no, I had a. Uh, uh, I was involved in a college prank. College prank. And when I think college prank, I think of putting uh, dirty material on a roommate's doorknob, right? Or dressing so up a statue or something. Yeah, right. So he disclosed that that he had a uh, had uh, some criminal background, uh, some uh, criminal past based on this college prank, and then when. He also has a bankruptcy, uh, which yes. he sees as a as an asset to the campaign because the government made him go bankrupt um, as part of the whole uh, this whole. Um, I want to see those campaign flyers. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, oh. it's not a unique strategy. I have. I actually had there when I lived in Arizona. There was a candidate who, whose whole pitch was, uh, you know, I went bankrupt. My wife left me. I don't have anything. Vote for me. It was, that sounds like a country song. Bizarre. Anything, yeah. um, he didn't win. Surprisingly, what? Um, Get out. But so so he so there was a Star Tribune article written by uh, Patrick Kulkin from the Star Tribune uh, that covered the bankruptcy and then mentioned the criminal past and but and said that it had the college prank line in there, but he refused to ask any answer any more questions about it. And so um, you know court records are are um, public documents, sure, not difficult to get. Mm-hmm. So I was able to obtain the court documents and post them online so that people can make their own. Um, decision as to whether this was a college prank or not. It turns out he was charged with several felonies um, for... Um, you can get a felony for dressing up a statue? And it was yeah, multiple yeah. break-ins, yeah, correct? Mu- burglarizing oh, some boy. houses, uh, the most serious of which when they tried to... When he and some friends tried to break into a house where there was um, where it was occupied. So they went up a young somebody's... young female was at home, Yeah, correct? bedroom window, and oh, she, was in, she was in there. Um, so he actually um, pleaded guilty to, to those... Um, to some of that, you know, got some charges kind of, um, what are they, you know, when you plead down. Some, so, I mean, he didn't plead mm-hmm. guilty to everything. To a misdemeanor or... Had this whole thing yeah. that's kind of... So enter- it's not a felony. Um, so, so uh, I haven't studied it, and I'm... And, and I'm not a lawyer. Um, so there's some debate about whether he actually pled guilty to the felony or not, or if you plead guilty to a felony and then later it gets, it, you know, you mm-hmm. complete your sentence and it gets knocked down. Were you a felon? Are you a felon? I, I don't know. I, I think at the point when we're debating whether you're technically a felon or not, we've probably <laughs> kind of... Far, yeah, right? we, it's we've too far. We've too far down the road, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, this is um, a great example of, again, how how I group of self-selected, self-important people decided that they know better than everybody else who the candidate should be and um, did a terrible job of vetting the candidate and um, now are digging in their heels and sticking with their candidate um, because because the endorsement process is sacrosanct above all else. And, um, you know, th- there's a there's a fairly easy alternative here. There's there's a non non criminal candidate in the race um who was being endorsed by joyce pepin by right i was going to say mm-hmm. i think I, I think i just saw that the joyce pepin came out and, and endorsed um uh Kristen Kristen Robbins. Robbins. yep and so I, I mean again this is this is a shining example of just how 
how this endorsement process is absolutely a ludicrous way to, to go out and select candidates. What worries me is primaries tend to have a very low turnout. This year may be quite different because of the governor's race and other races, state house races, even some congressional. Well, um, and but obvi- what if he gets primaried? What does that do? For that office, what does that do for that district and those voters who he's representing? Well, I mean, this is not uncharted territory. I mean, if you if you look at um, somebody who's a big Jeff Johnson supporter and was walking in a parade for him, uh, former Representative uh, Mark Olson um, had a similar situation where he was an endorsed candidate um, after she had been thrown out of uh, actually uh, it uh, what's the word expelled. Trying to say ejected, that's not the right word. Expelled mm-hmm. from the House Republican Caucus, um, got endorsed uh, to be a Senate candidate and ran as a senator and lost a, a safe seat mm-hmm. um, because, because. And it's people sometimes just... with group events, people show up. You may not have control over that, but still, it's, you know, I'm circling back to how to, what happens if this guy wins? Well, what happens if Gansy wins? What happens if he wins? Yeah, he ah. wins the primary. Well, I mean, people are going to have to make the general it, election. Is yeah. It a, he's, yeah, and his chances are fairly good because it's a pretty solid R district. Well, right? we've thought or, that before. And, and that's uh, where I was going with the Mark Olson story. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's where you took a very safe seat and lost it because people stuck with their endorsement Got process yeah. instead of instead of, uh, instead of of doing the right thing. And like so, you say, that to, to, to voters, that probably the endorsement stuff is more inside baseball. But if they have their sitting representative, Joyce Pepin, coming out and vouching for... This candidate, Kristen mm-hmm. Robbins, mm-hmm. I think that that's a that would be a good sign for those who you know want to go with a candidate that <laughs> doesn't have this and, low, yeah. this baggage that going into a general election. If indeed he wins a primary, and at this stage, outreach is totally key. You're coming oh, up sure. closely to August 14th, so it's yes. imperative to get that word out. And I think with the advent of technology, now that we're past the blueberries or blackberries stage, it's ma- very easy to get. This word out, people are catching on very quickly online from what I've seen. We certainly will see because it's not because if it's not brought up now in the primary, it absolutely will be in the general. Oh gosh, yes, it's going to get even uglier. Which was the most laughable thing during the we alluded to the 2014 convention, and I know uh, judicial endorsements are different Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. the uh, the, are the I should say the committees, the committees that uh, put these names forth. uh, You know, talking about Michelle McDonald, about we 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 Mitch and I remember we you were there too at the GOP. Was. at the was. state fair i did a little protest warrior Another action during that yeah <laughs> michelle mcdonald yeah. oh yeah so we were we i were interrupted her press release we were talking to one of her supporters mitch and i and he's just like you know it's just like well why would you not disclose something like this because she was under suspicion for D- a dwi yeah. and he's wow well, we, we 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 didn't we, we we didn't want to get it out of the media because the media would have never found out once she went right. to a general election you know that would have never would have never come across and so this is this is why it's so laughable it's like but, how do you think that this stuff is not going to be well. There's another. Learned. It's the, another example of the of these delegates who who have this idea in their head that they're they're really good at politics when they're definitely not. <laughs> and then going on to a different level, but how about the Lori Swanson, Tim Nolan, Rick Nolan, right? Rick Nolan. Yeah. I'm sorry, Tim Nolan. Rick, Rick Nolan. Nolan. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah that 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 whole DFL side that was uh, that was a lot of fun to watch. Did now, so, did Rick Nolan officially rescind his endorsement of Tim Waltz for governor? I'm assuming he would have had to make sure. an official deck because he endorsed yet. Tim Waltz for governor. <laughs> well, <see>. uh, <laughs> well, Rick Nolan endorsed uh, endorsed. Uh, I don't even remember which one it was during the the, the endorsing convention uh, for CD8 at the DFL CD8. Was it, was it Radinovich? Um, I don't even remember who he endorsed, mm-hmm. but he endorsed somebody in the middle of the convention. Uh, with a thought that it was going to push that person over the top, and it did not. And then he sort of unendorsed him the next day. So it Din- was uh, that was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dinelandra Cano, the Minneapolis City Councilwoman, tried to exert her influence over some progressive in the CD8 race because yeah, yes. going up to the Iron Range if you're a Minneapolis City Councilor, that'll go well, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They're not they're not in the best of terms right now, given the mining and all of. The issues going up there. Oh, we do have uh, we do have some calls while we're sitting there uh, wrapped up in our discussion. We do have some calls, so we want to get to those. Line one, Ann is in Otsego. Hi, Ann. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi. Um, thank you. I, I probably am going to play devil's advocate on, on both sides of this whole endorsement convention uh, primary debate. But first, I want to correct uh, one of your earlier speakers that Jeff Johnson hasn't actually won the endorsement. Uh, twice now it's defaulted to him because other people withdrew 
um, but he never actually got over the 60% threshold in either one of the two races. Fair so, point. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good point. <laughs> to play the devil's advocate on both sides of this, um, caucus night is actually open to everybody uh, because the state statute says, like, you, you can't, you can ask off from your employer to be allowed to go to caucus. And, like, That's even true. you can't hold a city council meeting. The, none of the um, the Minskew or the U system can hold any events on those evenings. They do try to make it as inclusive as possible. Uh, somebody can put their name in as being a delegate. So even if you were eligible to do military, as long as you ask somebody, please name me. I think that the caucus process itself tries to be very open and engaging. Just maybe what does that say? The better question is, sure. why do people choose not to participate? Mm-hmm. That might be the better question. Yeah, so that's... Point. Going to disagree with you, but okay. Convention. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, and I'll take all of this discussion um, off the air or off the line. But my only concern about moving to an earlier primary is right now we have an August primary, and you have to file by the beginning of June. So you file for public office after the legislature adjourns or goes into recess. If we move the primary earlier, then we move those filing dates earlier. And so you close off filing, and they, the legislature can go and vote and introduce whatever they're going to do with no consequence. Because at least right now, if you do something in late May, somebody can still say that's totally against our principles and file to run against you. But if filing closes in May, or like March, in order to have a June primary, then you don't really have a whole lot of ways to hold your elected officials accountable. So I knew that was a lot to throw at you guys, but I really enjoyed to hear your answers. Thank you so much. Yeah, good stuff, Ann. Appreciate yeah, great it. Great points, Ann. I, I guess you. I hadn't considered the uh, the legislative aspect because, well, I right. mean, kind of had a similar situation come up in 2016. Granted, there are no statewide endorsements in 2016, mm-hmm. but the legislature was still in session while the convention was going on. Yes, right. it so, was. So, yeah, you limited participation from that standpoint. Uh, I don't know, Jeff. Uh, I know I, I've been a big advocate of a June primary, as we all have, but uh, I guess I hadn't considered that aspect of it. I mean, well, I is, it, is it essential yeah, that you have to file two months ahead of a primary? You know, I think that I think re- realistically no system's perfect, mm-hmm. but I think that the the increase in participation that is anticipated with a June primary, I think the, um, the ability to um, the ability to have a longer time to actually campaign against your opponent instead of campaign against your own side sure. is an mm-hmm. advantage. True. Um, so I think there's a lot of pluses. And, you know, um, I think the reason that we haven't seen the June primary pass is because legislators um, largely benefit from the current system the way that it is. So, uh, so it will be a little bit of a tough lift to get the legislature to institute something that will make it a little bit harder for them to maybe keep keep their And seats. oftentimes candidates have already announced they're running sure. for caucus. Yeah, excellent point. A lot to consider, that is for sure. Appreciate the call, Ann. Uh, Greg and St. Paul on line two, if you could hold during the break, I promise we will take your call first thing when we come back on the final segment. Do you believe that? That hour's gone so quickly. Too fast. Final segment of this broadcast of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitchburg, along with Jeff Kolb, Nancy LaRoche, talking local politics. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning knows how much you love being outdoors and soaking up all that Minnesota summer sunshine. You know what else is great? Coming into a nice, cool, air-conditioned house afterwards. So if you're looking into updating your old system or finally getting that AC you've always wanted, Standard Heating has got you covered with some great deals in July, like instant savings of $700 on new air conditioners. There are even easy financing options available on approved credit. It's no sweat, really no sweat, to make it even cooler. A new system can cut your cooling costs by up to 30%. So don't wait. Call Standard Heating and Air Conditioning today and ask how you can save $700 on your new air conditioner. And enjoy all summer has to offer inside and out. Learn more about these great offers at standardheating.com patriot. That's standardheating.com patriot. Standard heating and air conditioning, the comfort you deserve. You work hard to recruit the best talent for your business, so you understand how important benefits are. Today's candidates are looking for more than just insurance and retirement accounts. 
They want benefits they can use every day and perks that help them achieve that all-important work-life balance. With Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions, you can create the healthy office culture they're looking for, where employees can move more throughout the day, so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. The new Veridesk ProDesk 60 Electric is the perfect way to create your active workspace. It's a commercial-grade electric standing desk that lets you sit or stand with the touch of a button, and it assembles in under five minutes with no need for professional installers or labor costs. The ProDesk 60 Electric ships for free. And thanks to our 30-day guarantee, if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. To learn how you can try the ProDesk 60 Electric in your office, visit veridesk.com radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com radio. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh, man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. The Closer filling in on the Headliner Edition. And fear not, I will be back as The Closer tomorrow as well from 1 to 3 p.m. As always, we appreciate you tuning in to our various weekend programs. Only got about five minutes left on the broadcast talking local politics with Jeff Kolb and Nancy LaRoche. Always goes by way too quickly. Way too fast. But we do want to get to a caller on line two. Greg is in St. Paul. Greg, I appreciate your patience. Welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, Brad, I appreciate you and your show and Mitch and what he does for our community. And I'm not a member of your marketing department at the Patriot, but I think I've got an idea here so we can get something real done in the next three weeks before the people go to the polls and vote in this election. Yes. Uh, I mean, we had all discussions back to 2002. Uh, You know what? This is 2018. Uh, What we need is for you guys at the Patriots to host a debate between Governor Pawlenty and Commissioner Johnson and put them on the air. Let's do it for two hours, open-ended calls from the public. Let's get serious about this election. Let's put the Republicans in a position where they're willing to stand for election and stand in front of the people at your station live and, you know, get something done and answer some people's questions. Let's get some interest going in this election. You know, all this back-and-forth politics stuff. I, I, I'm a political science major. Oh, it was wonderful. But you know what? We need two people who want to be our governor to answer some questions and stand here. And, and no more debates about the uh, convention and who's endorsed. You know what? It doesn't matter now. we got a primary coming up on the 14th of August. Let's get to work on that. You're here, Greg. I like it. Thanks. Appreciate the call. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Appreciate the call. Uh, no more. And I was going to add no more debates about debates. Apparently, that's an ongoing thing about who's not showing up for uh, how many know, debates. I, I'm a little tired of that. People myself. are tired of it, too. But there is a distinct lack, and people are noticing that. There, I mean, I've seen the hashtag, well, where's 30, Palenti or When you have 35 Tim. candidate forums for all these GOP candidates, you know, before the convention, I would imagine right. people are noticing you know the what, dearth uh, of them. But there are tons Jeff, of ways what, to get to yeah, what Jeff Johnson con- conveniently leaves out is that is that there have been several instances where they've been together on the same stage. What happens generally mm-hmm. after that is that the group that they're in front of endorses Tim Pawlenty. It happened uh, with the Minnesota Business Partnership. It happened with the Freedom Club. So I mean, these Pack these groups are, lobbyists, but that's okay. But I mean, th- these are these are um, you know there 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 are debates on this on the I mean. The notion that debates are somehow useful to this process is fairly ridiculous. I mean, we. I mean, if Jeff Johnson wants to go on there and not be able to define what the middle class is again, or can't come up with his favorite Halloween candy, that's that's fine. He'll embarrass himself like he usually does. But people are starting to pay attention. They do want to see. They go to the websites. They see things on YouTube, one-sided from a candidate or those ads. 
yeah, uh, that got slammed. They'll but have plenty of opportunities. A debate is nice to see them side by side. But there are some so, coming up. Be on, I know it's all And NARN should do it. You guys should do it. Oh, I'd love to. you kidding? Yeah. All right, Jeff and Tim. Come on. They'll be on NPR. They'll be on on WCCO. They'll be on KSTP. I'm not sure why we need 60 or 70 more. Uh, And this is all the candidates, right? Including the DFL candidates? Uh, I'm not sure what the format is. Okay. I thought it was was all the candidates, including DFLers and. Well, maybe we do a Ninja Warrior type of debate. I I mean, the possibilities are endless. I mean, we reacted, we elected a (laughs) reality star as president. It's certainly possible at this point. So (laughs) I I get that. But, uh, well, yeah, I appreciate the call, Greg. And, um, you know, uh, hopefully the marketing department is listening to the podcast of this because i i'd love it i'd entertain it and you guys uh, would do a great job my only thing you know i i my only thing is i just i just want to win and whomever is best equipped to help us win in in november that's what i want and here's the thing for those who are supporting jeff johnson if tim palenti ends up winning the primary you know keep in mind that tim palenti you know and, and never had all an all republican legislature so if you're looking at tim palenti's record when he was governor that's fine but let's be honest, he didn't have all the levers of power. I mean, right. are you saying, would Tim right. Pawlenty exercise the same policies or the same mindset or compromises if he had all Republicans in the legislature? And that's key, too, which is why I do not like the idea, whoever that was, put out that email, say, hey, BPOU is pony up to the Johnson campaign. You know, let's uh, Right, you're, su- you're sucking money away yeah. from the legislature. We need to keep and the House, too. And the local candidates who need that money. I know right. we got a big majority in the Minnesota House. We can't take anything for granted here. We need to right. keep the re- legislature in Republican well, hands. And, Brad, if you, if you win, I mean, I think that answer is very clear if you look at past performance. That There has never been a time when Tim Pawlenty has been on the ballot and lost and lost a, a, mm-hmm. an election. Nancy, so, you uh, had an emphatic just point. Just an apparently. emphatic point. My, just from my gut, I would love to see the um, preteen or prepubescent frat boy insults, and it happens every election, but I'm seeing it. I saw it in 2010 uh, with Marty Seifert's people doing some really bizarre things. I can get into detail that another time. Um, 24 uh, 2014, um, I saw a whole different feel at that convention. I was very impressed. Um, but then there was some upset during that as well. What I want to see is we get people get ticked off at the people behind these campaigns who are running them. Right, right. And that can affect the vote as well. So sure. try to try to it's that, get rid of the frat boy stuff and just why do you want to vote? Yeah, people you know, want to hear why your candidate is better, not the insults. Agree, hundred percent. You know, my I, two cents. I will say that that uh, one common theme that losing campaigns talk about is is the notion of unity after after a primary or unity after a, that. We you need my supporters to win. There's, How about integrity? There has never ever been an example. Point to me an example of somebody who went and lost the general election because. We would if we had more than 10 seconds left, Jeff. So, Jeff Kolb, Nancy LaRoche. It doesn't exist. Unity, man. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much. We'll have to continue this sometime. Godspeed, my friends. See you tomorrow. Thank you, Brad. Thanks, everyone. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. A satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve 
Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to condition. I was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the Korean fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.